Welcome to the Word and Prayer Daily with Pastor Jared Kirk. Second Peter two, ten through sixteen. Bold and arrogant, they are not afraid to heap abuse on celestial beings. Yet even angels, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not heap abuse on such beings when bringing judgment on them from the Lord. But these people blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They're like unreasoning animals, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed. And like animals, they too will perish. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you. With eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They are experts in greed and a cursed brood. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Bezer, who loved the wages of wickedness. But he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. Now, today, Peter is continuing to talk about false prophets. And in your everyday life, when you're going to work and picking up your kids from soccer practice and that kind of stuff, looking for dates online, whatever it is, you don't think a lot about false prophets. But here's one of those truths that it's worth acknowledging for a moment. As long as there have been people... And as long as there has been a God, there have been some people who wanted to lead others astray for their own gain. And so it makes sense to always be on guard against false prophets. And Peter here unpacks some of those signs and symptoms of a false prophet in the world. The first one he mentions is that they have spiritual pride. They talk about things that are beyond them, things in the heavenly realms, with such boldness that they would be willing to rebuke these beings, these spiritual beings that are so far above them and beyond them. But he says, angels, even though they are stronger and more powerful, do not heap abuse on such beings. So there's this sort of pride and arrogance when dealing with the spiritual realm instead of a a holy fear of God. Then he says they're like unreasoning animals, creatures of instinct. And I think this is so interesting, right? He's talking about people who, whatever they feel, whatever they desire, they go out and do it. That, that's what an animal is, right? An animal just, whatever its instinct is, that's what it goes and does. An animal doesn't have self-control. An animal doesn't have moral agency. And he says, these false prophets act like animals. Whatever they feel like doing, that's what they do. They claim to have all this spiritual knowledge, but they don't have any of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in their lives. In verse 13, he mentions that these false prophets will be paid back with harm for the harm that they've done. Again, another theme in 1 Peter that the judgment of God is real and we ought to live our lives in the fear of the Lord. As it says in the scriptures, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And then he digs deep talking about how these false prophets, when you look closely at their life, their lives are full of sin. He talks about carousing in broad daylight. He says, reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you, eyes full of adultery, never stop sinning, seduce the unstable, experts in greed. He just names off some of those classic biblical sins, the ones that tilt towards sexual immorality, like adultery and lust, the ones that uh, tilt towards money, like greed. And he talks about seducing the unstable. 
know, in the end, he, he says, these are people who themselves have wandered off the right way, just like Balaam, who he references this Old Testament story. Maybe you remember from Sunday school, there's this, this prophet named Balaam and his donkey speaks to him to rebuke him. But the whole problem was that Balaam had accepted money to try to prophesy against God's people. And so he's calling up this story of somebody who wants money more than they want to honor God with their lives. And of course, isn't that always the mark of a false prophet? They want money. Now, for just half a sec, let's talk about something nuanced because we never really do that in our society. The Bible says that it's okay for elders in the church to be treated with double honor, for them to be compensated materially for the work that they do spiritually. The scriptures say that even Peter brought along a wife with him on his travels and was financially supported by the churches. But there is a world of difference between being materially supported by the church as an elder and using the church to get rich as a false prophet. And distinguishing between those two things is important in telling the difference between godly elders and false prophets. Today, let's pray again for discernment. I mean, Peter keeps talking about this in the Holy Scriptures, and so let's pray again for discernment that we could align ourselves to know who the godly elders and leaders are in our life, the pastors in our life, versus the false prophets that are trying to take advantage of the people of God. Let's take a moment and pray for that now. Heavenly Father, help us to be discerning as we think about leadership in the church. Help us to discern godly elders versus those people in our lives who just want to take advantage of us for their own gain. Teach us not to overlook the serious sins that we see in leaders in the lives of the church. Help us to long for a beautiful and pure church that's led by godly people. God, we pray that you would protect your church. We pray that you would guard and guide your church. We pray that you would give us everything we need for life and godliness. And above all, Father, we pray that you would raise up more godly leaders for your church with a heart to serve, a heart to put the sheep first, and a heart to be put second. Just, just how Jesus was. Because when your church has godly leaders, when there are faithful men who lead your church, the church tends to thrive. God, thank you for the pastors in our lives, both past and present. We pray that you would bless them, that you would protect them spiritually, that you would, um, that you would surround them with your presence, that they, they would know that they're loved and appreciated, that their work has meaning and value, uh, that they matter to us and have made a difference in our lives. God, thank you for blessing us with godly leaders through your Son, Jesus Christ, in whose holy name we pray.
If this content is helpful to you, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To help get the word to even more people, please leave a review and a five-star rating. God bless and have an amazing day. Thank you.